What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Buffalo Trace products are some of the hardest bourbons to get, but are they really worth the hype? If y'all want to hear about it, stick around. So when I say Buffalo Trace mm-hmm. and hype, yep. what brands do you think of? Well, of course, first and foremost, you think of Blanton's. The GTSs, the Stag Juniors, uh, all the all the Van Winkle stuff, of course. So. I, th- I think of the Van Winkles because uh, for me, it's like, well, keep in mind, I got involved in the whiskey world in 2014. Yeah. And at that point, Van Winkle was impossible to find. Not impossible, right. it's hard to find. Right. Uh, BTACs were hard to find, but Blanton's and the like were still sitting on the shelves. Sure. Right? Yeah. And so when I think of Buffalo Trace and Hype, the Hype Train started absolutely with Van Winkle. Yeah. Well, I forgot how old you are. Yeah. But, yes. <laughs> but I, you know what? I found that, you know, your novice whiskey drinkers, when they when they hear the name Pappy Van Winkle, they don't even necessarily associate it with Buffalo Trace. Some of them may not even know it's made there unless you've seen the the show the documentary about the heist or whatever but uh, or you but watch you, our podcast or you, yeah or you educate yourself with some good quality content but yeah. um, I would say that yeah Pappy is definitely the biggest name coming out of BT yeah for sure and you've had the opportunity to try probably pretty much every Buffalo yeah. Trace product right yeah. have you had Pappy twenty three I've not had twenty three I've had the fifteen the ten or twelve ten I haven't had the family rye though okay you haven't had the rye no uh, 20? 20, yes. You've had the 20? 20. Okay. And so one of the things that I like to ask people that have had those kinds of experiences, were there any that you tasted that have like a ton of hype surrounding them? And then when you got done, you were like, I don't get it. Why is this so popular? Yeah. Um, where do I start? <laughs> uh, there's... There's a lot, and that's the whole reason I love the blinds that you've put me through. Uh, right. Because there's some of those products in there and some shelf available stuff, and it just really, you can't be biased. And it's hard to, when you're around a lot of people, and he's like, I'm going to break out this Pappy 20. It's the first time I've cracked it open. Everybody tastes it. Everybody's blown away. But there's really no context to measure it against anything else. So I would say, though, when I had the Pappy 20, it didn't do anything for me. My, my socks still stayed intact mm-hmm. on my feet. Uh, they were not blown off the slightest bit. Uh, the Peppy 15 is good. Uh, I like the old Rip 10, but really, um, yeah, I think there, there are definitely some overhyped products there in that Peppy line. Sure. So when somebody asked, if you were to ask that to me, I'd say Peppy 20 and 23 for, for sure. They were way overblown for my palate, mm-hmm. way too oaky. Not enough of that, you know, vanilla and yeah. fruit characteristic that I really love in a solid, balanced bourbon, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Um, and don't kill me, but Eagle Rare 17. I know you love it. Yeah, I but, do. I like it. Um, you know, I I paid an outrageous amount of money to get the bottle that I have, and I opened it, and I'm like, it's it's not terrible, mm-hmm. uh, but it's it's definitely not for my palate. Uh, same thing with the Sazerac 18. Yeah. Um, it I liked it more than some other high-aged ryes that I've had. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's still, I'd, I'd probably rather drink Thomas H. Handy, which is six years right. age versus 18 years age. And so there have been a number of super hyped 
that I've tried that I'm like, eh, you know, I don't know that I really understand this. Yeah, and I think it goes back to not a lot of distilleries, uh, bourbon-wise, do high-age stuff very well. Mm -hmm. uh, once you get past that 15-year mark, I, that's why I'd say the Pappy 15 is really one of the better in the lineup uh, because once you get up there in the 20, the 23, uh, the size 18, the Eagle Rare 17, it starts to get a little bit, like you said, oaky, tannic, a little mm -hmm. bit leathery. Bitter. And it, yeah, it kind of loses a lot of that robust flavoring. Um, I, I think the, the Eagle Rare hangs onto it a little bit, but it is closer to that 15 year mark and not up there with the 20s and 23s. Well, and I have to admit that part of my opinion of Eagle Rare 17 was formed when they were still at 90 proof. Mm, yeah. And it, they have so much of operative loss in that 17 year aging period that they were watering it down just yeah. to make more right? right yeah and at 90 proof there just wasn't enough oomph right to, you know and all i could taste was that bitterness when they when they took the proof back up yeah i i like it a lot I more I than i than i did uh but still not my favorite you know mm. i would much rather you know drink some of the other it, if it was just based on flavor i'd much rather drink some of the other buffalo trace sure. products that are also made from Nashville one sure absolutely so along those lines have there been highly allocated buffalo trace products that when you tried them you were like all right that makes sense yes absolutely one sticks out in my mind a hundred percent and that is the batch 10 barrel proof eh taylor Okay. I love the E.H. Taylor Barrel Proofs. I yes. mean, it's it's some of it's in my top three of all time. Um, I, I could, I would, and I could drink that every day. Right. Um, so that's one that had a lot of hype. I had to pay a little bit higher than retail for it, but I was not sad that I did once I cracked into it and started enjoying it. Um, and so that's one. Um, GTS or the Stag Juniors. I probably prefer the Stag Junior over the GTS. I don't. I mean, I've had some batches of both that I could comparably say, man, these are hard to tell, but um, I would say the GTS stuff and the Stag Junior and then that Barrel Proof E.H. Taylor or two that really stick out to me is worth the hype. Sure. What about you? The ones that I feel like are worth the hype, William LaRue Weller, mm. for sure. Yeah. Right? If, if, if we're talking about, you know, just based on flavor and honestly value when you look at secondary markets, I'd pick William LaRue Weller over anything in the pack. Mm. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it's well known. We're proof hounds, yeah. and yet William Leroux Weller is going to be a cash strength version of what's effectively Van Winkle Lot B. They're both about 12 years old, at least they have been over the last few years. Absolutely love William Leroux Weller. George T. Stagg, it's amazing to me, mm -hmm. right? Um, love that one. Um, and honestly, I love old Rip Van Winkle. I think it's, it, personally, it's my favorite bourbon from the lineup. I think more than 10 years, mm -hmm. you're just taking on too many bitter flavors. You're losing too many of those fruity esters over time with evaporative loss. And I just prefer the balanced flavor of old Rip over, mm -hmm. over the older ones. Although I do like the Pappy 15, I have owned a bottle. And I got a bottle of Pappy 20 a couple of years ago mm -hmm. at, at retail. But after I tasted it the first couple times, I didn't. Uh, I didn't really drink it after that. When yeah. I would give it to people, if if you watch me when I'm doing tastings, I usually drink what you drink so that we can talk about it. Mm -hmm. But because the Pappy Twenty was so rare and its only value to me was giving people that experience, I didn't even drink it with them. Yeah. Did you know that bourbon can only be made in Kentucky? False. Truth is, bourbon can be made in any state in the United States. Well. Did you know that good bourbon is only made in Kentucky?
False again. Have you tried Still Austin? What's Still Austin? How'd you do that? Don't worry about it. Still Austin is a little bit different than others. First of all, they use heirloom grains. All of them are sourced from the state of Texas, which is gonna create biodiversity, but it's also gonna throw off some flavors that are a little bit more bold than what you're used to from the commodity grains from Kentucky. And two, they use a column still. A lot of people have had negative experiences with Texas bourbon because it came off of a pot still and it throws off flavors that they're not used to. So you end up with a flavor that's bold enough to be considered a Texas whiskey, but not so off profile that if you're used to Kentucky, you're not gonna like it. So everything really is bigger in Texas. True, everything is bigger in Texas, Wes. Yes. Still Austin, Bourbon Real Talk approved. To have a bottle shipped to your door or find a retailer, click the link in the video description. What, what ends up happening is how enjoyable a drinking experience is has a lot to do with who you were with, what you were talking about, were mm -hmm. you celebrating something, right. things like that. And so a lot of times these highly allocated bottles, they don't get opened until somebody has some special event going on in their life or they're with somebody and it's a special occasion. Yeah. And those things will positively influence the experience. So if, if I'm opening up a Pappy 23 with you on your wedding day, mm -hmm. that's probably gonna be a pretty positive yep. memory. Yep. And you're gonna go out and you're gonna tell everybody, this is the most amazing whiskey experience I've ever had and all that stuff. And then some poor sap goes out and pays Pappy 23 has gotten up to what, $4,500 a right. bottle? Yeah. So some poor sap pays $4,500 for the bottle, gets it, opens it, pours it, tastes it, and goes, I'd rather be drinking Knob Creek. Yeah, I'd rather have bought a Kia Rio. Right. <laughs> instead of this <laughs> bottle of whiskey that I don't really love. And so if I had to guess, <clears throat> the people that have a disappointing experience, it does have to do with the you know difficulty of finding or the price that they had to pay versus the flavor experience. And they're not comparing apples to apples to the right. stories that they heard. Sure. And like the uh, the quarterback last year that won the NCAA uh, college football, Stetson Bennett, after they won the championship, some guy hands him a bottle. I think it was Pappy 23. And he just bottle chugs it. It's probably the, you know, he, if he's drank bourbon before, it's probably been the cheapest stuff right. on the college campus. <laughs> and he goes and chugs that, and he'll probably to this day say that's the greatest bourbon he's ever had because he just won freaking national sure. championship. So for the whiskeys that you've tried that are highly allocated that you really enjoyed, what do you think makes it where you feel better about it than the ones that you didn't enjoy? Is it, it for me, what I have to do is I have to ask myself, would I pay secondary value to have this drinking experience? Yeah. Right? And so in the case of like uh, Eagle Rare 17, where the mm -hmm. prices have gotten up to 1800, 1900 right. bucks, yeah. the answer is no, right? I'm not, I'm not buying multiple bottles at $1,900 to have this drinking experience. But there are others that are kind of like, uh, you know, Stag Jr. Yep. A good release of Stag Jr. I think that they go on the secondary for around 250 200, bucks, yep. 200, 250 bucks. I'm like, that's a solid bottle yeah. of scotch, right? Yeah. Like, that because that bottle will probably last you. You're going to drink it on special nights or when you've had a great day or whatever. And that bottle is probably going to last you and your friends and your community a month or two, you know, if not more. And so definitely worth that investment. Sure. I've just gotten to a place where there's so much good stuff on the shelves 
that I would rather have a hundred bottles of a Knob Creek single barrel than one bottle of a Pappy 23. Right. right? <laughs> so it's like one's $5,500, the other one's $5,500 and you get a hundred bottles versus one. <laughs> I'd rather just keep sipping the single barrel stuff and just, there's so many good stuff on the shelf that, yeah, it's nice if you come across, if I come across a deal on, a, on an allocated bottle or a friend, you know, gives me a gift or whatever. Yeah, I'm going to put it up and save it for nice moments. But as far as like what I've enjoyed most in the last year is just turning other people on to shelf available stuff that tastes just as good, if not better. Sure. Now, when we're talking about Buffalo Trace, have you visited the distillery? Yeah. And what stuck out from your, your visit? Um, I, I obviously the history and the, just the, the, the landscape of the place is beautiful. Um, You've got that indoor outdoor feel where they're rolling barrels across, you know, the, the drives and into one building out the other. And so that's just really cool to kind of see that history and uh, kind of feel like you're stepping, stepping foot on somewhere that's been there and been a lot of big names in bourbon walking those same streets and in those same buildings. So I think it's really the history for me that stands out the most, um, as it is with a lot of distilleries I've visited. But um, also, I would say that. I've found that at the time we were in Buffalo Trace uh, this last year, um, the, the staff is just really kind there. I mean, mm -hmm. we got some really genuine folks and we got the, the fortunate opportunity to hang out with Freddie Johnson. And you get around people like that who should have their nose up in the air and they deserve to have an ego and they have Not anything but that, right? right? And so it's just really cool to, and refreshing that some of the biggest names in bourbon that I've had the pleasure of meeting with you and doing shows with they're just down to earth, genuine people and, and Freddie's no exception. Sure, and I think that that's another thing that adds to that kind of hype train is if you've visited the distillery and you've done, I think they call it the hard hat tour mm -hmm. and you get to see Bourbon Pompeii, right? Mm -hmm. You get to go into the original fermentation room for the OFC distillery and there's like, looks like two copper swimming pools yeah. and that's where they, they ferment. And you hear the history of how they rediscovered the place. They poured concrete over it. And they explain to you why they stopped using it because they show you the watermarks on the wall yeah. where how high the water's gotten during different floods. And so that area flooded, so they ended up moving it. Mm -hmm. Seeing stuff like that, I think, creates connection to place. They do a lot of experimenting there. Yeah. Seeing all the experimental barrels when you're walking through. And I think that they're really good at the marketing side of things, telling the stories that get people excited about it. Um, and even knowing about some of these experimental things um, that they have in the works. And so whatever, 25, 50 years from now, that's exactly what Buffalo Trace is going to need. Another hyped up allocated uh, product, right? <laughs> right? These are the almost frozen bourbons that we've had in here for 50 years. And now they're $5,500. And yeah, I can't wait. You can buy one of the bottle, the barrels. It's only eight hundred fifty thousand. That's it. So, yeah, that's a steal. Yeah, they had it on the website for a while. <laughs> I actually talked with one of my buddies. I was like, we should get an investment group together and buy it and release this whiskey at like whatever the price would be. Right. Right. It'd be like a hundred thousand dollars a bottle. Yeah. And we will have gone down in history for releasing like the most expensive bourbon of all time. Yeah. And I, mean, um, I, I, I could not find any investors that wanted to get involved. I tell you what, I'll throw I'll throw fifty bucks in there. I got fifty on it too. Okay. Cool. Right. We'll see how much we can get for hundred bucks from them. You, you know, I I think that the overall message is that there's a reason why these products are hyped. Yep. For the most part, they are quality tasting products 
or there's something special or unique about them that you it's hard to replicate yeah. in the whiskey industry mm -hmm. and that draws people in and i would say for the most part at msrp they're always a buy yeah and let's not forget about the some of the greatest moments that some of these guys have and and men and women have in their whiskey hunting is the hunt itself right so right. some of them may have a great story of how they came across that bottle they may have been driving through podunk Ville, Alabama, and just rolled through some convenience store and they had a pappy sitting on the shelf for $199. And it's like, you know, those are those are really cool experiences, cool memories. Uh, so yeah, the hunt is is uh, sometimes the best part of it. Um, and finding that bottle that you've been looking for for years is, is uh, an enjoyable moment. So definitely deserve the hype. Some of them um, are overhyped, I would say. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, um, they're worth the taste. Yeah, especially, especially at MSRP. Yeah. And the memories that you can create with them, right? Sure. And so I would say overall, are the really hyped up bottles worth what the price gouge stores are charging or what the secondary price is? Probably not. Yeah. Um, for the most part, uh, deciding what you're willing to pay as an individual is a complex decision because sure. you're. If you're doing it just based on flavor, you're more likely to get disappointed. But if you're doing it based on the memories that you can create with that that bottle, yeah, sure. and you have the financial resources, it might make sense for you to chase after some of these even at a higher price. Yeah. Uh, but we're not gonna tell you what to do with your money. Yeah. Um, but we will let you know that if you're getting discouraged because you're not able to find bottles like you're seeing here, don't be. Yeah. Because you'll be just as happy drinking a solid bottle that's a shelfer with somebody that you care about as you would have if you had paid secondary price for one of these, cracked it, and took a sip yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You not only have to decide what you're worth paying, what, what's worth paying for, but you also have to decide why you're chasing the whiskey in the first place. What sure. it is that you're doing this for. And if it's for any other reason than to connect with others and enjoy a, a great American crafted bourbon, um, and then chances are you're doing it for the wrong reason. And that's something to think about, so. Sure. Well, that leads us to our show philosophy. Absolutely. At Bourbon Real Talk, we're all about bringing people together around bourbon. Mm -hmm. And bourbon has this amazing power to connect people. Sure does, yeah. And that's something that's important to me because I did lose my brother to suicide in 2014. And in the aftermath of that, I wanted to find a way to, you know, make a difference in people's lives that were feeling the way that my brother did. And I even tried getting involved with some organizations. I looked into becoming a suicide prevention speaker. And then one day I was at a bottle share and I saw four different people, some of which had never met each other before, pass around a glass and, sh and share a drink out of the same glass mm. from completely different walks of life. People that would probably not have even become friends if it hadn't been for whiskey. And I thought, there used to be a time where we weren't allowed to drink out of the same water fountain. And look how whiskey is bringing people together and crossing boundaries and creating connections. Mm -hmm. And that's also the reason that we started the Bourbon Real Talk community is to be a safe place for wherever you are in your bourbon journey to connect with other people and not have to fear for whiskey trolls watching every single thing you post and commenting and make you feel bad about where you are and what you like. And honestly, uh, Wes had to kind of harangue me into doing it. <laughs> and he was right all along. As I was getting more involved in the whiskey enthusiast community, I did see a lot of strangers that were being hateful mm -hmm. to people that they didn't know online. Mm -hmm. um, but that did make me realize that if a stranger can be hateful to you online that doesn't know you, 
there's nothing that keeps me from loving you, even though I don't really know you. Yeah. And that's why we end every podcast the same way. And that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that we, we love, love you. you. We'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. Cheers. Hey, nice hat. Hey, thanks. Nice lanyard. Nice rocks glass. Thanks, man. <laughs> nice travel case. Nice blend topper. Thank you. Nice candle. Nice bottle bag. Thanks, man. That's a nice tumbler. Nice woman's t-shirt. Oh, thanks. Nice uh, extra schmedium shirt. Get yourself some nice things and get all the compliments that come along with it. Shop bourbonrealtalk.com. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low, net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.